den her lov. Hvad er en Right, uh, evening ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's time for another bonus episode. Bonus! You lucky people. Um, we have all this week watched the new Netflix original animated Castlevania series. Don't know why it was a series, don't know why I didn't make it a film, but that's probably a topic. Um, and it, it's kind of horror, so we thought we'd cover it. Chris is looking at me like I'm slightly mental. There's loads of series. It just seems to be the only thing, I guess, because they can do so much more. Uh, this what, it makes sense with like, Orange is a New Black or whatever. You wouldn't do that mm-hmm. in a whole. But I just wondered why they made Castlevania for 25-minute episodes instead of just making one. it like one-hour, 40-minute film. But they're going to bring out more, aren't they? I'm assuming I mean, there's going to be because that's got, just the prologue. Isn't it it yeah. got recommissioned the day it got series uh, series two got commissioned the day series one released. Oh, I'm sure. Been, so it must have it must have had pretty good um, viewing. Mm. I would assume. Well, well, awesome. We've we've all watched it, so that's at least yeah. three people we know of have put that up. Yeah, absolutely. And we all got through it in the first week or so. Not so. only that, but also I would argue we've all watched it. If you'd have said, "Oh, there's this film on there that's an hour and a half," we probably wouldn't have got around to it. Possible. Yeah, I'll let but you have that. 25, like, 25 yeah, minutes, I'll try I managed the first to do it lunch, basically. You so. definitely watched the others after that. Yeah. To be fair, I said to you, didn't I? I'll watch two episodes tonight and two episodes tomorrow, yeah. and then I just watched it all. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I think, because it's a bonus, and neither you had seen it before, then you should both review it first. That's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> you sound so, excited, Chris. And you... <laughs> so you can go, Lou. What did you reckon? Oh, thank you. Um, I, I really liked it. Um, I've not played any of the games, so it was all new to me. I was, I'm aware of the games because obviously they've been going for mm, donkeys yeah. since back old platform games, as far as I had on the Super NES, and even then, I think it was like number four or something. Bloody hell, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. So I sort of knew kind of what it was. Um, Enough for it to pique my interest, but not enough that I've ever actually got round to playing them. But I definitely will now because I love and I, I loved the look of it. Mm. Um, like the the animation was fantastic. It's very it, it it's very sort of anime look. It looks really sort of yeah. like, like a lot of um like a lot of Japanese anime that I've seen on Netflix, like Sword Art Online and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was, um, and I love the look of the like the, the very first shot of the castle you see in the first sort of two minutes of the opening. Yeah, mm. um, yeah, it was brilliant. Um, oh, I liked the fact that it is because it's Dracula. It is set in that period in Turgovista, and it is so. So it has taken that actual mythology of the character of Vlad Dracula and brought. Oh, that's brought all that into the story, which okay. I thought was, yeah. So it's not, it's not like they've just taken the name and created a whole new character. They've wrapped the old folklore of yeah, the real Drac of the, the actual Vlad Dracula. And who, yeah. and who is that guy Alucard? Is that who? That's who just sees Dracula it backwards. Oh. but it's. Um, Didn't know that. <laughs> it's, you haven't seen Dracula in AD ninety seven. But there was a guy I thought called Alucard at the start. And that's who Dracula attacked when he was angry, and because he was saying, "I'm going to stop you." In the last episode, it's, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. In the last episode, it turns out that's his son. Yeah, so, yeah. That, so is that? That's not. That's not. Certainly, that's not anything from 
that's nothing from Bram Stoker, and it, it's and certainly not from uh, like actual. No, 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 no. Okay. You know, as I say, the only reference of it I know is a Dracula AD nineteen seventy two, where yeah. it's Johnny Alucard, which is uh, yeah, it's just Dracula backwards. So it, it's, <clears throat> I suppose, it's kind of anti Dracula because yeah. the weird thing was is that the, the first I watched the first episode, but um, there was something else on. Like Claire was watching something else, and I was just watching it on my phone. So I stuck the subtitles on, so I could sort of mm. watch it. But if the because like the levels dipped down or whatever like that, and yeah, when it said brackets Alucard, and I was like, oh right, okay, here we go. Yeah. And then I didn't realise it was going to be his son, but I knew it was. It's got to be like something, mm. you know, so it has some connection. Yeah. Uh, it, the other thing that struck me is that <clears throat> although they did all of that, they didn't give him an accent. Like he wasn't putting on a terrible Romanian accent. He just spoke with a British accent, mm. which I thought was. Which I didn't expect when he first opened his mouth. I was like, oh, that can't be Dracula. Otherwise, they'd have given him a terrible over-the-top accent. But they, they just didn't, which yeah. I liked, actually. I think, well, I think, I think a lot, the voice, the, like the voice cast, I really liked. I think everyone... Because so, the one thing... Because what happened was, obviously, you said, oh, let's watch this and we can do it for a bonus episode. And um, so I thought, oh, well, I'll have a quick look. Like, just check it on Netflix because I wasn't sure if it was like maybe you were watching American Netflix or something like yeah. that so I wanted to, basically I just wanted to see if I actually could watch it yeah and so I saw like the the opening with the uh, steak forest and everything which looked like yeah. tits um, but um, it's written by Warren Ellis and immediately at that point I was like right fuck yeah I'm in because yeah. <laughs> Warren Ellis is he's a comics writer and an author and I believe he, I believe he has done some TV stuff. It was, it was really good because um, Warren Ellis. I just, I always love his stuff. And Warren Ellis has a, because Warren Ellis is from Southend, incidentally. No which, way, really. Yeah, local boy. Oh, nice. um, and, Essex. Yeah, and um, he, uh, and not to be confused with Warren Ellis, who plays violin for Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Just saying that now. But he is a, a fucking genius. He wrote Transmetropolitan, which is one of the best comics ever. Wow. Um, which is kind of like Huntress, a cyberpunk Hunter S. Thompson uh, sort of story. Um, he wrote Planetary, which is brilliant. Uh, he wrote the comic of Red and then adapted it for the film. It's yeah. like the one with the assassins. Uh, they, both of those were really good films. And um, But yeah, and he is... A, he's brilliant. B, I can see... Because a lot of his stuff, you'll always find... Um, a brilliant woman brought low by ignorant men, and I think we had that right at the start. Yeah, the you always you have yeah. a you have a vengeful character because of that, um, mm. and also his heroes tend to be not really wanting to get involved and rather wanting to be pissed all the time. And it, again, Trevor mm, Belmont. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's very. Warren Ellis and he just has a wonderful turn of phrase and my current new phrase that I just love was yeah he's crazy he's snake fuckingly crazy <laughs> and I yeah and also just the bit where it's the two guys arguing in the bar about yeah. someone fucking his gun yeah. I was yeah. like yeah this is pure this is Warren Ellis oh, definitely I'll this get is. my shovel yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was so well, that, a left field yeah I was not expecting that yeah uh, the, the comedy in it I wasn't really expecting I mean I don't know what I was expecting but I thought yeah great job of blending 
some very funny bits, very great action, um, especially when he starts fighting the priests in either episode two or three. Um, it like properly kicks off. Yeah. Mm. Um, and but then the start, yeah, when they're burning her, that is pretty harsh and a pretty full on start. Yeah, yeah, it was really graphic. Yeah. I mean, I know it's animation, but it was mm. really graphic. It was. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I guess another anti-religion one again coming oh, from computer games, but the time, as you said, the era is when it all really started. Definitely, yeah. Um, the guy, um, incidentally, the guy who was the bishop. I, I assumed the bishop was going to go on to be a big bad until yes. that really cool glow in the dark thing came along yeah. and told him how much he loved him yeah. and gave him a kiss <laughs> <laughs> but um, the the guy who was doing the voice of that was Max Hedrum uh, oh was he really yes oh well, that's excellent thing I found yeah but who, who is the voice of Max Hedrum uh, well he is Max Hedrum as in do, yeah. you, do you remember Max Hedrum yeah yeah in that, between that, they played it in between another program didn't they yeah where he was just the supposedly computer-generated, yeah. but it was actually just an actor in prosthetics who they sort of digitised okay. to make it work. And yeah, he, the guy who played Max Hedrum, he's the voice of the bishop in it. He also plays Sherlock Holmes, I recently found out, and his Watson is um, uh, Windermill from Twin Peaks, who was in The Void. Oh, really? Yeah, that's when I found out about it, because I was like, it kept just coming up, him playing Dr. Watson, I was like, who's he playing fucking <laughs> Dr. Watson with and it turns out yeah Max Hedrum is also Sherlock Holmes on like pride, like like a prestige movie channel or something like that oh, I need to look some of that so, <laughs> so I thought Max Hedrum was someone like Murdoch from the A-Team is that like totally wrong that's so what I had in I my can, head when I was I young can, no I can definitely see yeah, the connection some, okay. I think it's just I think it's just because of a lot of ah, yeah, very yeah. for the benefit of the caricature, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I'm> rubbery <laughs> wallabing my head about with my mouth open. Um, so have it, I've you, so you said you played some on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, so that's, I think it was number four, maybe. Um, to be honest, I hadn't remembered it until you said Castlevania. I was like, what? That's weird. Because so, they're, they're still running. A... I think the latest game came out ah. like two years ago okay. or something yeah, they... on the piece, and it looks fantastic. It looks oh, right. really good. I had a, yeah, I had a quick look. There's fucking hundreds of them. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I did, I I knew the name because it again it was one of those things. It was almost like um like one that's been you know like Shinobi or something like that, where yeah. it's just yeah. been it's like all Wolfenstein. All, yeah, doing it like, for years definitely and they just keep up in it. Yeah. Castlevania and Wolfenstein. I think at one point I even thought they might have been the same game. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Because they're both in castles. And yeah. <laughs> and some supernatural stuff going on. Yeah. And, yeah. But I've never I've never played it. I remember really liking it. I, I don't remember the details. I think you had to climb up the castle, battling all the supernatural things and trying to get to, I suppose, get to Dracula. I'm sure I heard somewhere, I can't remember where it was, but I'm sure I remember hearing somewhere, it was the first game where you played the whole game and you got to the end and then you killed Dracula and then you had to battle your way back. So instead of killing the major boss and it's all over, you still have to get the entire you have to play the entire game backwards to get back out again. Yeah. And all of the things. So which yeah, which is a great idea. And I mean it's things like it's innovations like that that have obviously kept the franchise going for two decades or whatever it's been going for now apparently it was also one of the first, like I had a quick look through because I could I just couldn't I knew it was a platform game mm-hmm. puzzle solving um, but apparently later like one of the one of the, like third or fourth or whatever like that was one of the first 
um, non-linear gameplay. Basically, you you had a a a, a, a territory that you explored, mm. and then later editions were like sort of some of the originators that had um, you know different endings depending on which oh, path well, you took or things mm. like that. Yeah. You know, which obviously now is fairly commonplace yeah. as yeah. things have got so much more expanded within the games world mm. but yeah they were kind of not I mean not quite um, is it sandbox sandlot yeah or yeah, open world yeah. yeah yeah not quite that level but but kind of that sort of thing where basically yeah you're not it wasn't just the platforms as it sort of originated yeah, yeah I really enjoyed it though I definitely anyone who's a fan of animation manga or any of that mm. type of stuff I would definitely suggest seeing this because I, I really enjoyed it and I'm not a, I'm not a big I quite like animation, but I'm not a big fan of the anime type stuff. No. But I, as I say, I sat through all of this in one in one sitting. Yeah. Also, the the other thing that came up when I was like looking back at the game, like just sort of googling around, hmm. um, is they said that really the the games, the, the games were spurred off of Universal and Hammer. Essentially. Oh, cool. So that's probably why we're both sort of like, yeah. Because it's it's in our heads. It's exactly right. It's and all I mean, based on a world yeah. that we're very favourite. And like you're saying, it's almost like they paid homage to the original myths, yeah. But not they made them good rather than ruining them. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Make make. I think that's the thing is you can make it. They've made it their own. They've yeah. added what they need to. Because I mean, I don't know how much of it comes from. Because you know whether. Whether the the what appear to be now the three characters who are going on the quest, mm. I don't know whether they're based on characters from different games, possibly, or if they were multiplayer on something, because there were a couple of bits. It was like when he walked through, the ground just went from under him, mm. and I thought that's that's classic that's game. game and, yeah, do, yeah. do you know what I mean? That just has that sort of feeling, and even that, I love. That's I think again, what's quite nice is though you've got. Um, Though you've got an extremely capable hero, um, you've also he's quite resentful. Of the yeah, fact that he's but, put all, in that position. but even sort of depreciative of his own powers. Yeah, you know where it was like sort of what are you doing here? Oh, I've come, uh, you know, I've come to find the sleeping giant who will save us. Mm. What are you doing here? I fell through the floor. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that was a bit Jack Burton. You know? yeah. <laughs> sort of a bit smart arsery and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really liked the characters, As, mm. considering presumably in the game there's a lot less of them. As you say, they're characters there, but they don't have personalities the way that they do in the animation. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought they'd been written brilliantly, and I thought, was, I thought you say, just the script and stuff, it had enough comedy in it and enough absurdity in it, but it, mm. Was, mm. it was linear enough. And I mean, I, won- I wonder how far... I wonder how far... It, I mean, obviously there is, there is an end to a quest... Mm. And so I don't know how long you could keep spinning it for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe, but it, like it's interesting. It kind of reminded me, and it might be because I showed it to Toby not too long ago. But is it called Dungeon Master? Once he'd met up with the magician and the other vampire, it was like, yeah, this is starting to look like, you know, um, where they've all got different yeah. powers. I mean, it's the classic oh, kind um, of. Uh, uh, I know game. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they all have a role to play yeah. and they've all got an equally important special skill, isn't yeah. it? But then again, but then that harks back to computer games as yeah, well. Yeah, you've got stuff like you know, 
that that character's better at speed yeah. stuff. That character, yeah, so and so's a tank, so and so's the damage yeah. dealer, and yeah, exactly, yeah. So it sort of it probably feeds into that as well. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know because sort of, I mean, eventually it's that thing it's, where you have to kill Dracula. Yeah, mm. but also I wonder if they're going to have to fight other bosses on the way. I mean, so I, I guess each so, game yeah. probably has. Yeah, like the Cyclops thing yeah. that was in the... Yeah. Like, yeah, imagine was really that good. as an early yeah. level mm. boss. Mm. But yeah, that was... And even even the fact that it was like, you've got to go for the eye. Yeah. yeah. Alm- that was yeah. almost like, oh right... That's the only way to... That's, that, that would be the hints and tips yeah. you get in like Sinclair magazine. Yeah, yeah. you're <laughs> hitting him for like two hours. Yeah. And then somehow you... Really and then it flashes. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's the- where <laughs> I've been. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think that's definitely, yeah. and I think we'll return when the rest of the season comes out. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Possibly for that episode, we should bring in friend of the friend of the show, uh, CJ, uh-huh. yeah. because he's uh, an expert on uh, on animation. Cool. Um, and I think he's he's a big gamer as well, but again, of the more retro games. So next time. If we can, uh, see if we can convince him. If we say, "Do you want to come round and drink some beer and talk about animation?" He'll be uh, all over that. Shit. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so at the moment, this is another game franchise that's done well as a film slash. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're doing well for horror so far. Mm. Yeah. I well, I saw. I think I can't remember. I think it was like Den of Geek or someone where their review was. Um, I'm afraid I can't say this is for fans. It's actually for everyone. Yeah, and I think that's true because I mean, obviously, I've never played it, and I enjoyed this. Yeah, you know, and and I'll I'll be honest. I mean, you've got, you know, it's like the twenty five minutes licked by as well. Mm. They weren't. Yeah, it I wasn't was, laborious at any point. No, it really I, sort of kept, it kept running, which was nice. Yeah, and that's why I managed to sit through all four instead of my initial plan of oh, I'll space this out. Yeah. As you say, because they went so quick, it didn't feel like I'd sat there for two hours watching something that I previously had no knowledge about. I did think it's funny, one of the reviews said it was four stars and it was like something like I enjoyed this so much but there was only four of them and so I'm docking a star for that. It's like I don't <laughs> think that's totally yeah. getting the point of reviews because you know there's, and especially there's more to come. At least it's not that thing where you go on Amazon and it's like I wonder what this album's like and then you go through and they're moaning about like well, I ordered it and it didn't arrive for yeah. three days. So yeah. that makes it a bad yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's not a bad album, mate. Yeah. You're, you're rating the wrong bit, all right? Yeah. Um, piece of news yes. to bring us. Um, also, friend of the show, Sharon, mm. sent me a link during the week. I think she actually played Castlevania. She may have done. Yeah. We shall badger she her about out, it. Yeah. If so, uh, Sharon, please comment yeah. on the links below <laughs> on SoundCloud and tell us if you did or not. Um, she sent me a link to an article saying that because of the, your elevated heart rate, watching horror movies makes you burn calories, mm. <laughs> which I thought was awesome. And yeah. it, it, it actually told you the amount of calories per movie, which was good because it obviously rated them in fear because it was like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is 107 calories, but The Exorcist is 141 calories. Yeah. <laughs> Probably about right, actually, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, in that case, I'd be a lot slimmer than I am. Cause I know, I, I, should, I, should, I, should, I should be like a bean pole. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, also, news which I understand you hadn't heard, I'm going to read this. This is uh, off the Hollywood Reporter. 
or okay. The Hollywood Reporter, if you're not dead common. <laughs> um, legendary horror director John Carpenter is developing with sci-fi a Tales for Halloween night TV series. Made it be an anthology series. Oh mm. my God. Uh, legendary horror director has also inked an overall deal with Universal Cable Productions and is prepping Nightside for the small screen, whatever that may be. So... Uh, yeah, Carpenter has signed an overall deal with Universal Cable Production. He's teaming with Sci-Fi to develop a scripted anthology Tales for a Halloween Night. Carpenter and UCP are also de- uh, developing a take on Simon R. Green's Nightside. Under the overall deal, Carpenter and his Storm King Productions partner Sandy King will exec produce scripted programs for NBC Universal Cable. Tales is based on Carpenter's award-winning graphic novel anthology st- of stories in which he unites storytellers from movies, novels and comics for a collection of horror stories featuring graveyards, sunken ships, ghosts and, um, and ghosts among others. Nightside, meanwhile, is based on New York Times best-selling author Green's literary series. The title refers to the secret heart of London hidden in eternal darkness where creatures of the night congregate and where the sun is afraid to shine. That is so, quite literally the most exciting thing in horror I can think of in the last five years. That is absolutely amazing. It's a genuine bonus episode. Because yeah. oh, I'm turgid now. Oh, yeah, I am. I'm stiff as a board. <laughs> Not light as a feather, though. Um, <laughs> that's fantastic. Because, of course, he wanted to do a movie anthology originally, as we've of discussed Halloween, before, yeah. of Halloween. So, finally, after 30 years, he's mm. going to be doing it for the small screen. Which yeah. when, did, when did it say? Um, it's just said in development, so okay. I'm assuming, yeah. So, I'm assuming that we'll have another financial crisis and they'll all shit their pants and say, <laughs> no, you can't do it, mate. And, uh, and who? It said sci-fi? Uh, it's with the Sci-Fi Channel and oh, okay. um, Universal. Sci-Fi really? have been doing some fantastic stuff recently. Mm. Um, they, Are they doing The Dark Tower? Or is that Netflix? No, I'm not sure. I think that might be Netflix. Mm. But Sci-Fi have... Uh, well, they did uh, the Channel Zero. Yes. Which, uh, to Chris, Channel Zero was a series on Sci-Fi based on the my all-time favourite creepypasta which is the uh, Candle Cove story. You're aware of the Candle Cove story? Right. So, basically, the stories is laid out... You know, Creepypasta is like urban legends written for online. It's people writing ghost stories and things. And this one is laid out... Instead of it just being written out as a story, it's laid out as a series of posts on a forum about children's TV. Mm. And it's people talking about it. So he, it's been written as people replying to each other's messages. Somebody says, do you remember Candle Cove? And somebody said, oh my God, that was terrifying. It was about a little girl who was on a boat with a load of pirate. Um, and there was a skin eater was like there. And they used to have to go into this big cave. And it was really creepy. Um, and it's all these people posting about it and how terrifying it is and how surreal it was and how did it ever get made and blah. And then the very last post is a guy saying, I went and saw my mum in the retirement home in the week and I asked her if she remembered Candle Cove. And she said to me, I can't believe you remember that. You used to lay there for hours staring at static and tell me that you were watching Candle Cove. So the idea is that the show never existed. Yeah. All these kids had this collective unconscious. Mm. And it, it, there was something about that that scared the piss out of me. And then Sci-Fi took it and made a whole series out of it. Oh, okay. And it was really good. So that's one to watch. Did you see? I thought I, I I was disappointed because I thought it was based on 
the public enemy song she watched Channel Zero <laughs> um, and um, yeah so no I didn't there wasn't enough rap in it there wasn't enough rap there wasn't a Slayer riff samples <laughs> you know so I was just I was just not having it uh, no I, I I think that was one of those times you know when you're having a complete disaster on the skybox yes and it was like right I've got four episodes of that I've got 16 episodes of that <laughs> that's going nowhere History of Horror by, with Mark Gatiss. No, they can't take that off. Oh, God, I'll, no. have, to, I'll have to junk that. And it was it, it lost yeah. out on that thing, but I have subsequently heard how good it was. Do go back to it. I really enjoy it. They've got a second season now where they're doing a whole different one on a different creepypasta story. I understand it's sort of like American Horror Story where each series is Yeah, a a completely different. Yeah. Which is good. Uh, also, Sci-Fi have just done a series that I'm... There four episodes in at the moment called Blood Drive. Okay. Um, it's a grindhouse themed show uh, basically it's a race of, it's it's in the not too distant future of 1999 yeah, yeah, yeah. a post apocalypse where petrol prices are so expensive that hardly anyone can afford cars so it's a race for cars that have yeah. been adapted to run on human blood so oh, yeah. they have to keep feeding people into the engines of the cars <laughs> mid race and each week they because they, they're on the on this like like a cannonball run type thing so each week they go to a different location it's about what happens to them at that location so one there was cannibals and then the next one they went to a mental asylum and it and it's proper grindhouse feel and it's so sci-fi are doing some i know they went through a rough patch of just showing really really ropey stuff but they've done a really good job recently of picking up some really interesting you know franchises cool seems to be lots going on yeah, so I've got very, very high hopes for a crossover mm-hmm. with John Carpenter. Oh yeah! Thanks very much, everybody. Um, yeah, as I say, this is just a quick little, little bonus episode. We'll put this up, um, and we'll see you next week for. Can't Big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble Whoa. in Little China. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So thanks for joining us. Have a great week, and uh, we will see you all next week for Big Trouble. Yeah. yeah.